I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, February 8th. The new Rick DeCristofaro Early Learning Center in Quincy will open this summer. School officials say the plan to start enrolling students in the new center this winter has been changed at the request of parents who don't want to move their children to a new school in the middle of the school year. The new center was completed last year after the city purchased the building on Old Colony Avenue from Eastern Nazarene College and then converted it into the new learning center for students with autism. The majority of the students will come from the Della Chiesa Center. The new learning center can accommodate up to 350 students. The city says they're still determining how best to use the Della Chiesa Center once it's freed up this summer. Mayor Thomas Koch says that building needs repairs and could be used for kindergarten, pre-kindergarten, or early childhood development. The Quincy Community Preservation Committee meets today with a long list of requests for projects across the city this year. The committee oversees the account that is funded by a surtax on property taxes that can be used for historic preservation, recreation, open space acquisition, and affordable housing. Some of the notable requests this year include $3 million to restore the home on Spear Street that the city purchased and turned it into affordable housing, $600,000 to replace the pathway in the historic Hancock Cemetery in Quincy Center, $200,000 for historic preservation on the USS Salem, $900,000 for a citywide pickleball initiative, $250,000 for a hockey court at Brill Field, and $100,000 for the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater. The committee will meet today at 5.30 at the Coddington Building. Brockton Hospital is expected to reopen safely before summer, according to Signature Healthcare. Uh, The one-year anniversary yesterday of that devastating Temelarm fire that shut the facility down On February 7th of last year, nearly 200 firefighters and first responders from at least nine different communities responded to Brockton Hospital after a fire started in the facility's electrical equipment room requiring evacuating all patients at the hospital. Damage from the fire required rewiring of the entire 250,000-square-foot hospital The closure allowed previously planned remodels and renovations to take place faster than anticipated. A retired state trooper appeared in Boston federal court yesterday more than a week after he was arrested on federal charges in connection with a bribery conspiracy that gave guaranteed passing scores on commercial driver's licenses to certain applicants. 63-year-old Calvin Butner of Halifax was arrested January 29th on a cruise ship that was about to depart the port of Miami in Florida. Butner's wife remained on that cruise ship after he was taken into custody. Butner was a state trooper from 2015 until January 2023 and worked at the CDL testing site off Route 27 in Stoughton. The U.S. Attorney's Office says Butner was among six men who were indicted in connection with the bribery conspiracy. Two of those men, Gary Cedarquist of Stoughton and former trooper Joel Rogers of Bridgewater, 
have been issued a dishonorable discharge by the state police upon their retirements in the wake of the indictment. Retired Trooper Perry Mendez of Wareham Two civilians, Scott Camara of Rehoboth and Eric Matheson of Boston, were also indicted. The 74-count indictment alleges that starting in August of 2018, Cedar, Quist, Butner, and Mendez, who were part of the Commercial Driving License Unit, used their positions to falsify results on the basic skills test for certain applicants. Rogers allegedly joined the conspiracy in 2022. Cedar Quist allegedly received personal benefits for passing unqualified applicants, including a new driveway valued at over $10,000 and a $2,000 snowblower. Butner was indicted on three counts of conspiracy and extortion. During yesterday's court appearance, Butner pleaded not guilty to the charges. The judge presiding over his case ordered him not to have any contact with the other men who were indicted. A construction worker died yesterday morning in the partial collapse of the foundation of a home in Hansen. 51-year-old Gerser Faria, a native of Brazil who was living in Brockton for the past seven months, was helping a friend with a construction business when the wall fell. Faria is survived by a wife and two children, aged 17 and 24. The DA's office says about 11.30 yesterday morning, Hanson police got a 911 call about a man trapped at a construction site on Dwight Street. Police and firefighters responded to the single-family home and saw that the foundation partially collapsed and that Faria was trapped underneath. He was pronounced dead at the scene. A trench had been dug directly beside one end of the house, exposing much of the foundation. Part of that trench appeared to be filled with water, and officials appeared to be focused on an area where a large piece of the concrete had fallen into the trench. The Plymouth County Technical Rescue Team was called to the home in order to recover Faria's body. Members of that team worked with Hanson police and firefighters for more than three hours before the body was removed. The DA's office says it appears the homeowner was having the property's basement waterproofed. A trench was being dug alongside the home when the foundation attached to the house broke away and fell, pinning Faria underneath. The incident is being investigated by OSHA, State, and Hanson Police. Beacon Hill lawmakers painting a bleak financial picture for Massachusetts yesterday. January 2024 showed another shortfall in tax revenue, this time just over $260 million, triggering concerns on both sides of the state house. With those headwinds in mind, Governor Mara Healy came forward to present her budget proposal for fiscal year 2025. Included in the $58 billion plan is an emphasis on housing, early child care, and education, as well as focusing on transportation needs in Boston and beyond. Despite the optimistic tone, Healy recognizes the difficult path that lies ahead, while also signaling she's ready to fight for areas in need of investment. One spot of particular interest is housing for thousands of migrants arriving in Massachusetts. A billion dollars is being set aside as Healy points the finger at Washington lawmakers who failed to pass immigration reform this week. The fiscal 2025 budget now moves through the legislative review. 
Both the House and Senate will negotiate details before settling on a final budgetary plan. A group pushing for a possible Massachusetts ballot question to gradually raise the minimum wage for tipped workers points to a new poll that says a majority of voters support the effort. At a campaign event hosted by the Massachusetts One Fair Wage campaign in Boston yesterday, polling conducted by Lake Research Partners and paid for by the group said 58 percent of Massachusetts voters support the proposal and 24 percent are against, 18 percent weren't sure. A measure being looked at in the state legislature would incrementally lift the minimum wage for tipped workers to come into line with the full minimum wage with tips on top by 2029. Massachusetts has a minimum wage of $15 per hour with a minimum wage for tipped service employees of $6.75 per hour so long as gratuities bring their total pay up to $15 an hour. Employers are responsible for covering any difference. The One Fair Wage campaign amassed more than 108,000 signatures as part of their effort to comply with the requirements to keep initiative petitions on the path toward the 2024 ballot. A check of business news this morning, and stocks are higher. The Dow was up 156 points. The Nasdaq rose 147, and the S&P added 40. Shares were also higher in Asia, and currencies rose, oil at $74 a barrel. Sports, Celtics beat Atlanta 125 to 117. And they'll host uh, Washington tomorrow night at 7.30. Tonight at the Garden, the Bruins host Vancouver at 7. Forecast from the National Weather Service today, sunny and pleasant, high 44 degrees. For tonight, cloudy, low 32. Tomorrow starts out cloudy, some sunny breaks later, high 49. On Saturday, mostly cloudy but warm, high Saturday near 60 degrees. And Sunday, partly sunny, high 50 well, the boater today waves about a foot and wind out of the north at 5 knots becomes east at a high tide at 9.36 a.m. Sunrise 6.49 sets at 5.06. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Thursday, February 8th.